It's Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for May the 2nd. I can't you see that thing fly in front of me? It's like a flying saucer or something. That's crazy. Guys, today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16. We're looking at verse 26, and it reads like this. What good? It's a question. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and forfeit their soul? Oh my goodness. Okay, it goes on. It says this. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Can you imagine a person in hell, what they would be willing to get out of hell, to have one more minute in this life, meaning that's all they need because that's all it takes to get right with God is less than one minute. See, the text says this, what good would it if you gained everything? I mean, and I know a lot of people, that's their drive in life. They are so driven for the things of this world, materialism, the money, the power, the greed, the sex, all the goodies. What if you get it all? Okay, well, God's saying this, what if you had all of it, but you lost your soul? Because that was your drive, meaning that was your God, that was your ambition for life. He's asking that question, what would a man give for his soul? When I read that text, do you know there's certain people that come to mind that I've known over the years that that was their driving force, is gaining the world? I mean, they would, if you asked them, if I was to read the text to them, i say, hey, what do you think about this? they go, oh, that's not me, but it really is. Meaning they're so driven to work, they're so driven for this house, this particular car, this much savings, this much cash, this much gold and silver. Over. And meaning when I look at their life, they're doing the same things over and over and over again. And there's a little deviation, meaning this, they, they, they sleep, they eat, they want sex, they want to make money. That's, That's their life. And there's a lot of people out there. I mean, here's the thing. They're going to sleep. They're going to eat. They're going to want sex, okay? And they're going to want money. And so when you look at their life, that's the entirety of their life. These people that are out there that are so driven, what ends up happening is they fall into the trap. It's like a mouse trap, okay? And whatever, they're in their 20s and everything's going good. They're partying. They're doing this. And then 20, they end up being 30. And from 30 to 40, from 40 to 50. And they still haven't reached it. Watch this. They're in their 50s now. And they still haven't reached that pinnacle in their heart that they think, once I get here, I'll be happy. See, it's all a lie of Satan. But they've been doing the same things, okay? One of the main things that they've been doing is this, excluding God from their life. The whole time, God has been showing his forbearance, his kindness, his patience, his long-suffering. He's been blessing them. The whole time, they've been ignoring God and going for the things of this world, okay? And yeah, there's a little deviation here, depending on what movie you're going to watch this weekend, what show you're going to go to, what restaurant you're going to go to, what clothes you're going to buy, the department store that you're going to buy clothes. See, everyone goes and buys clothes. It just depends if I'm making a lot of money, I could buy these clothes. But here's the thing. I've never looked at a dead person in a casket and thought, man, those are some nice clothes. Aren't those smoking? And you know what? No one's looking kind of pull back the jacket. Oh my goodness, that's Hugo Boss. Okay, I bet that cost him $1,000. Okay, I'm not looking at his jewelry. You know what I think? I think this, when I look at dead people now, did that person have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Did that person know God? And if I know the answer is no, they didn't know God, I think this to myself, what would that person give for 30 seconds, 30 seconds more in this life to get right with God? Here's the thing, I think the majority of the people that Satan puts this trap in front of them, 95% go for it. They, they, They are looking at, this is their life that I just described, this is it. I mean, really, I mean, it's just, that's their life. That's, that's the only reason that they're here. For me, me, myself, and I get more stuff, get more money, have more sex, have more food. All, that's their life. That's their entirety. Up until the time that they get in a car wreck, they maybe have a heart attack, something happens, a tragic accident, and they find themselves opening their eyes, and where are they? 
Because they rejected Jesus Christ and rejected the life that God had for them, okay? God had so much more than that which Satan was presenting to them, and that was their focus, that was their drive, okay? Well, this is Jesus speaking, okay? I love what Jesus tells parables. The ground of a certain rich man produced a great crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place, I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, be merry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Hey, just take it easy. Don't focus on anything. It's all about you, right? I know there's someone out there. They're thinking, well, I like that guy. That guy's smart. He's he's a financial genius. I mean, he's done his due diligence. Uh, he's in the stock market. He's into the precious metals. He's over here. He's in the 401k and the 4013b and all these other things. He's, he, Matt, what you're telling me is a great story. Keep on going with the story, okay? And so he has lots. He has a bumper crop, meaning he has lots of money coming in. I mean, more money. And he, in those days, he was he had it in crops, okay? Smart. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's smart. Diversify, right? That's what you're thinking. But verse 20 tells us something that he didn't realize. And you're like, well, what's verse 20, Matt? What does that say, Matt? It says this, but God said to him, you fool. <laughs> That's not good when God calls you a fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich towards God. See, God has no problem with you working. He says you're to work six days, seven years to rest. He has no problem with you investing, diversify. He has no problem with you having a beautiful house and cars and all these things that are in your heart of hearts. But what he says is you need to be rich towards me. I need to be number one in your life. And oftentimes what that is, is that is one prayer and a decision every day to follow Jesus Christ, to follow His ways, to follow His word, to follow His spirit. Okay? It's, it's, uh, that's why when the Bible's saying, pick up your cross daily, and you guys hear me say that all the time, what it means is this, I'm making decisions that are towards the things of God daily. I'm not making decisions for this flesh. This flesh will run me into the ground. This flesh will run me right into hell, guys. You know you know what goes through your mind. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is Matt in the man cave, and I'm talking to men that are in the man cave with me right now. I know the things that go through my mind on any given day, and God is saying, no, that's trash. That's garbage. Put me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you, okay? But I'm back to the question, what would a man give for his soul? Friends, can I share something with you from the bottom of my heart? I know so many of these people that that is their life, okay? Their life is the almighty dollar. Get all you can, can all you get. There's a story in Ecclesiastes. Now, when we're talking about Ecclesiastes, we're talking about Solomon. And who's Solomon? Solomon was king of Israel. He was the, given the most amount of wisdom that there was to have, okay? And he tells a story about a person, okay? What a crime, what a shame it is, what a tragedy is when a person like this, he tells the exact same story, but in a different way. He gains all of these things, all this wealth, all these accomplishments, okay? But God takes them I know away. You're asking, why would God do that? Friends, I, I, I don't know, but I can tell you this that Solomon saw it all the time. He says in, the, in that chapter in Ecclesiastes, I see it all the time. I personally see, I've seen it many, many times, okay? A person that you would think they would be the happiest. They had so much of everything, but they lacked 
the one thing that they needed the most. They lacked the one thing they needed to keep them out of hell. This is they lacked the greatest riches that you could gain in this earth. And what is that? It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They lacked it. They missed it. I mean, they had everything. They had everything that Satan could offer, the world could offer, and they could accumulate, okay, through what? Through compromise, compromise in the relationship with their wife because they're never at home with their relationship with their kids. Okay, their kids are a train wreck. Look at any person that's very, very, very rich. Oftentimes you look at their kids and look and see who paid. Look who, and, and, you know, and, and, the, and the dad keeps on throwing out the bucks. It's not enough. And guess what ends up happening? God takes all the money away or God takes their life away and they have a, an accumulation. And here's the thing, what did, what did the kids want more than anything? I just want to be with dad. What did the wife want? She wanted a relationship with her husband. She wanted her husband home. She wanted to go to the movies. She wanted to eat dinner together. She wanted to communicate. She wanted to talk. And what about God? God wanted to bless we'll you. We'll close here. It says, what good would it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And the answer is this, it would be no good. I mean, there's nothing gained. Everything is lost because all the riches of this world, they don't promise happiness, joy, peace, contentment. None of the things that Satan throws out there that the world is offering, okay? I know people who are so happy and they can barely put two pennies together, okay? But God's presence is with them and His favor and His blessings is upon them. Friends, don't be duped by Satan and the world system thinking you have to have these things to be happy. It's just not true. Texas saying this, what good is it? I mean, and look at your life. Is this your life? Is this the life you've been living? And you're like, no, 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 man. But look at your life. Is this, are you focused on these things? Because that is your life. I mean, is your life all about nothing more than food and sex and work and sleep? And then you add a few things here and a few things there, but that's the majority of your life, meaning you've excluded God from your life. And the question is asking, is it satisfying? Here's the thing. All the people I've known in this life that have been pursuing that, it never satisfies. There is no contentment. There is no joy. There there is no peace. You know what I'm saying? For a while they think they're content only to find something bigger and better and then their drive is towards that and they're always in a place of emptiness. Okay? They're empty on the inside. Text says this, what would you give for your soul? Because you're wasting your soul. You're, you're basically forfeiting spiritual eternity in heaven with God for materialism or the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And it's just not going to work out in the end. Because I have a question for you. Have you sold your soul? Did you sell out? And you're like, no, I didn't sell out. If you look at your life, could you, can you truly look me in the eyes and say, no, I didn't sell out? That I put made God number one in my life? Meaning when someone meets you, do you, is the first thing you start talking about is your wealth, your house, or your job? You've sold out. Uh, how, do you spend more time in the Bible or on your iPhone? You've sold out. God doesn't want you selling out. And this isn't to put you down. It's, it's to get you to look at yourself. Because the person who is doing this, their destiny is going to be hell. And it's going to come in a day when they don't expect it, just like Solomon said, okay? And it's, it's putting the question out there, what would you buy your soul back for if you could get out of hell? But the, the answer is, I can't get out of hell. God, once a person goes there, they never get out. They never sweat off their sins. They're stuck in that place of hopelessness and helplessness for eternity, okay? See, Satan doesn't glamorize that as he's telling you about what riches will do for you. Uh, the neighbor's wife, uh, this house that car, this jet ski, all the things that the world yeah. is offering. See, if we go to Matthew 16, okay, and we start with verse 25, that's the verse before it, and then we read our verse today, but we go to the verse after it, it gives us the explanation. Listen to this. It says, for whoever wishes to save his life 
will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. See, if you're going to spend your life on the things of God, you're going to find your life. But if you're going to spend it on the world, you're going to lose your life. But it goes on, okay? It says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give it for exchange for his soul? Verse 27, For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Meaning this, you, you, you reap what you sow. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, you know what I'm saying? You can look at your own self and you can evaluate yourself and you can tell, I'm serving God or I'm not. I mean, it's not, it's not hard, guys. It really isn't hard. You know what I'm saying? Where's your ambition? Where's your passion? What do you think about most of the time? Is it God? Is it the things of God? Is it helping other people? Is it lifting up, not tearing down? Is it you building up, being transforming your life by what God is doing? Do you feel the spirit of the living God? Do you hear the still small voice? Or is it just about you? And all you can get, and anyone that gets in the way is a hindrance to you. Friends, here's the thing. We're all going to give an account to God one day. There's just too many people that I know that I absolutely love that this is their life. Friends, no one ever thinks they're going to die when they die. And no one ever thinks they're going to go to hell when they open their eyes in hell. It's just, I mean, it's, I don't understand. It's just so mind-boggling that one day we're here, one day we're not. Where are we going to be? I mean, if you're following Jesus Christ and you're born again, you're going to be in heaven. That's awesome. Paul says to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. So last time, when you take your last breath here, you're opening, you're breathing in heaven. That's a totally awesome deal. But too many, nine out of ten, end up opening their eyes in hell. And they're wishing they had one more opportunity. And it says there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you know why there's weeping and gnashing of teeth? You're gnashing your teeth because you're kicking your own self. You're like, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I change? Why didn't I repent? Why didn't I turn? This life is futile. Friends, we only live here 70, 80, 90 years. We live here like nothing. We live in eternity in heaven for those who are born again. Friends, who are you going to sell out to? Have you already sold out to God or have you sold out to the world? Because it's not too late. As long as you're watching this video, it is not too late to get it right. You're only one prayer away from getting it right with Almighty God and repenting and turning from that filth, turning from the life that you've been living that's contrary to the Word of God, okay? Start to do the things that you know to do. And here's the thing. As you respond to the light, you get more light and you can move forward in victory. Do you have all the answers at once? No, I don't have all the answers at once, okay? But what I'm saying is if you respond to the things that you know in your personal life that you need to respond to, meaning this, some of you need to turn away from and turn towards God and the things of God. Do the things that you know to do. What is that? Read my Bible? Maybe go to church? Uh, get disciple from a friend? Go to a pastor? Get counseling? Okay? Realize that the life I've been living isn't working, okay? And if I continue living that, I'm going to hell, okay? Not only that, you're a bad role model. Your children are watching you and they're going to follow in your footsteps and not only are you going to die and go to hell your children will die and go to hell because they want to be like daddy no have them be like daddy that never misses a sunday morning hearing the word of god and, and living in righteousness and living in holiness and being an ambassador of mercy and grace and love and all the things that pertain to god and having the fruit of the spirit just flowing in and through them because of what because of him and his love for you and him flowing in and through you through his spirit that's what you need i guess i've been rattling on this whole time for one reason make sure that you sell out to god it's God who loves you. It's God who sent His Son for you. It's God who sent His Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and counsel you. God loves you so much. And it, it just tears God up because of His love for you, okay? To allow you to choose hell. Because He's not sending you to hell. You're making decisions, okay, that are going to send you there. There's no sin that's going to go to heaven. There's no one going to heaven that doesn't love the Lord, okay? Make sure that you sell out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because He's in the winning circle. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.